Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, number 93. Cover date, June 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artist Kurt Swan and George Klein. Edited by Mort Weisinger. Featuring The Batman Superman of Earth-X. Written by Bill Finger. Art by Pete Costanza. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. is transported to another dimension by an invention created by Professor Potter. In this parallel world, Jimmy has superpowers. He meets Clark Kent's counterpart who invents the identity of Steel Man for Jimmy to use as a superhero. Confused? Don't worry. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. I know, I know, I know. The Batman Superman of Earth X, but not that Earth X, listener. What? Well, Rob, famously, this was not the only Earth X in DC Comics lore. Oh, like everything else in DC Comics, there's always a hitch. Um, there was a more famous Earth X in which the Nazis won World War II. Oh, yes. And the characters of quality comics, which would be Plastic Man... Blackhawks, Human Bomb, Phantom Lady, The Ray, Black Condor, Firebrand, yes, go on. Doll Man. We discussed Doll Man the other day. Yes. Um, they uh, were joined by the Justice League and the Justice Society in 1973 to finally put an end to the Nazi scourge on Earth X, which actually all the Nazis had been replaced by a giant robot brain. But okay. we won't be covering that because it was not go-go checked. Okay. Now, this uh, story came before that, as you know, because this is 1966. Mm-hmm. So in the official Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, compendium, mm-hmm. this Earth is named Earth X1, and the other Earth X is named Earth X2. Okay. But it doesn't matter because none of those alternate Earths exist anymore after the crisis. Of course, on infinite Earths. As you know, everything was condensed down into one Earth until 
uh, the miniseries 52, in which then there were 52 universes. And now I think that's recently been reduced to eight. But also there's a dark multiverse where everyone's evil. But there's also alternate Earths in the dark multiverse. So are we clear? Alternate Earths because they are looking for new ideas to generate new readers. Well, as we discussed, yes, the answer is yes. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yes, it's funny because DC did away with all their alternate Earths for a long while, and then Marvel started having alternate Earths, and so DC jumped right back on the bandwagon. They got all the alternate Earths, and have you heard the news today? Today? Yeah. No, I have not. Well. The DC movies, as you might imagine, have been floundering a little bit because they don't have a coherent through line. Okay. Well, they found their coherent through line. Crisis on Infinite Earth? Yeah-ish, yes. What? So apparently there's a Flash movie coming out. Oh, you're kidding. And that's going to be subtitled Flashpoint, which in the comics was uh, sort of the relaunch of the multiple Earths. Okay. And so their Nick Fury character, who's going to appear in all of the DC movies. Their Nick Fury character. So you know how Nick Fury appeared in all the Marvel movies? Yes. Well, DC has its own Nick Fury character. Really? You ready? Okay, what's his name? Michael Keaton, Batman. What? Michael Keaton, uh-huh. Batman. Michael Keaton, who famously okay, played Batman. over and over again, it's not going to get any clearer, okay? Because Nick Fury wasn't a superhero in the Marvel comics. He was right. just a guy who, who, um, who operated S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, yes. if I'm going to follow that logic, then Michael Keaton, Batman, is incongruous. It makes no sense whatsoever. Please explain what you're trying to say. Without saying the words Michael Keaton, Batman, again, with that face, hoping it's going to, to bring me some clarity, which it won't. Well, no, I'm just talking about a character that will appear in all the movies and create a continuous through line. Michael Keaton's too old to play Batman. He's only 70. What? He's going to be a retired Batman. Well, let's go back to the concept that they're creating multiple Earths. And so he's going to be an old 70-year-old Batman who's apparently traversing the multiverse so that they don't have to set all their movies on the same Earth they can have. You know, like the Crisis on Infinite Earths TV shows that we watch. We're going to have to watch Michael Keaton's Batman in every one of these movies? Listen. There are better Batmans. You watched, uh, what's his face, Nick Fury. I can't even remember his actor's name because I hate him. Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, I don't like him as an actor. Why don't you like him as an actor? He just bothers me. I liked him in Captain Marvel, but that's the only time I ever liked him. Well, okay. I liked him in Captain Marvel too, but I like Nick Fury. Now, admittedly, I did not see Snakes on a Plane, so I probably would have liked. I him did in not that. either. I mean, it was that was a pop movie that I wasn't about to see. And I do like him when he reads that book, "Go the Fuck to Sleep." <laughs> mm. But in film, I haven't been a fan. Mm. Say, you made a really good special tonight. Thank you. A special readers is uh, cranberry, cranberry Ju- juice, vodka, cranberry vodka. juice. Uh, Seltzer and a twist of lime. It's primarily vodka. Um, yes, and, and the seltzer can change from night to night. We, we make our own seltzer at home. You know what else we like? Fresca. Have you tried Fresca, everyone? It is the best. It's low-cal, and it mixes with anything. And it, it doesn't taste diety. It does. Trust me, because I will not. I do not abide diet drinks in mixed drinks. That's and, true. And it does not taste like a diet drink. 
And I think of the two listeners that I know that listen to our show regularly, uh-huh. only one of them will actually care about this. Oh, no. Um, I can think of four independent listeners who all enjoy a drink. Oh, okay. Don't worry. We've got fans all over the world. That's nice. So, so fans, um, as you're listening to this, Junebug is sleeping, curled up in her little bed just to, beside her table. Junebug's our little beagle who eats her own poop and her brother pees on her head <laughs> almost every day. He's like three times her size. You know, when I walk them, I have, to, I, I, have to, I have to pay attention to when he's peeing because she's off. They're both hounds, so they're constantly sniffing the ground. Yes. She doesn't pay attention to what he's doing, and he doesn't pay attention to what he pees on. Well, he took me by surprise today because he stopped right in the middle of our front yard. He didn't wait till he got to the bushes. Oh, to pee? Yeah. Yeah. And she was right under him. Yeah. And off he went. Did you see this uh, ground squirrel today? Uh, no, Jim, but you know Jim, what I did see? My, I saw a raccoon in the daytime, which means it's <gasps> sick and has rabies, right? Oh, okay. I saw it walking right across the neighbor's yard. Really? A raccoon? Mm-hmm. Oh, was it slow? And like... It was slow and giant, and it's oh. probably got rabies, and we're all going to die. Hey. And, 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 and I didn't tell you what I saw this morning, because I didn't see you before I went for work. Right, because I slept in a little bit. I was... I don't want to say what I was doing because I've got a listener that will make fun of me for saying it, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Were you on the toilet? I was, no, I was oh. exercising. Oh, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> no, I'm going to, I know he's going to text me or call me for this. Um, and I saw a juvenile red fox. So it, was, it wasn't quite fully developed. Um, it didn't have its full tail yet. Right. Was, uh, oh my gosh, it was so cool. And it ran right in front of me. Have you seen that squirrel in the neighborhood with no tail fur? Yes. What's up with that? Do you I think don't get those squirrels pick on it? Or do you think it's a rat secretly no, it, disguised it, as a squirrel? Well, it would have. I know how rats run, and uh-huh. it would have to. It would have to have gone to school, like acrobatic school, right? to learn to have run like a rat. Well, no, if you're like, gonna, like, a, like, a, like a squirrel. If you're going to disguise yourself, much like Clark Kent in this alternate Earth story, you're going to have to go all the way. One more quick uh, nature update. Yeah, we now have three bunnies in our backyard no. three yep they've probably told all their friends about the bird seed that they can have what about that free access frolicking to? hopping they were doing the other night running around and frolicking one was they were they were jumping over each other in the yard friends we have a pair of rabbits well now we have three apparently yeah. but they just frolic and play all day it's just like a snow white cartoon it really is it's crazy okay now let's get to jimmy olsen as the Batman superman of earth x but not that earth x someone else's earth x um, Jimmy Olsen, as you know, is a cub reporter at the Daily Planet. I love that. Except I love that phrase, cub reporter. In this time, he's actually called Mr. Action, and he does a lot of gallivanting around the world. He has his own helicopter. Sometimes oh. he teams up with Robin mm-hmm. to fight crime. Okay. Um, we see on the splash page that Clark Kent, a familiar figure to the Superman family of comic books is pressing a signal watch, much like Jimmy Olsen has a mm-hmm. signal watch that goes, zeet, 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 zeet. But only he can hear it. Only, only Superman Jimmy can, can hear it, it. yeah. yeah. Uh, and Clark Kent says, <coughs> glad you responded so quickly to my signal, steel man. Mm-hmm. I have an important job that only you with your superpowers can handle. So the aforementioned steel man, who's dressed in a gray bodysuit, like Batman... Red boots. Red boots like Superman. Red underwear trunks with a yellow belt like Superman. An S insignia on his chest 
people like Superman, only this Essex Signia is actually reminiscent of the first appearance of Superman when it was just kind of crudely right. scrawled it's across like a the scrawled chest. Scrawled with cheese whiz. Uh-huh. Or cheese, uh, what's that in the can called? Cheese whiz? Che- uh, you, um, yeah. yeah. Cheese whiz, yeah. No, cheese whiz is the jar that you melt. Uh, <clears throat> easy oh. cheese. Easy cheese, yeah. It looked like you sprayed it on with easy cheese. And uh, But all, then blue gloves like Batman and a blue cape and cowl mm-hmm. like Batman. Remind me to mention that later. Holy plot. Talk about switches. That's Clark Kent using a signal watch to call Jimmy Olsen. Yes, the face behind that Batman mask belongs to Superman's pal. But how did Earth? how on earth did things get so mixed up? We all want to know. We're all holding our breath. Well, they didn't. Right. At least not on this <laughs> Earth. What could they mean? <clears throat> No, this is the story of how our freckled friend became Steel Man, the Batman Superman of Earth-X. Page one. Professor Potter, who was a recurring character in okay. Superman comics, um, believes that Earth not only exists in our time dimension, but also in other dimensions where evolution and history have paralleled ours, but with some variations. And Jimmy Olsen is not surprised. He said, Superman's told me about this before. I right. know something about this. Because we already know that Superman's visited Earth too. He, and, he like and... vibrates between uh, dimensions, right? That's the Flash. Flash vibrates. What does Superman um, do? Superman, I guess, can vibrate if he wants to, but also the Justice League has a transmatter cube, which can... Uh, Transport them to Earth too. Seem to recall that we have read an episode. Uh, we have read an issue of Superman where he just vibrates in between. Probably. Dimensions. I mean, the rules are very loosey goosey. What we have not had yet is the annual Justice League Justice Society team up, but that's coming up. Okay. Never fear. So Professor Potter has invented this little bubble machine and a classic little plot point here he says oh i have to leave don't go in there and don't touch anything right i have to go and give a lecture i'm just going to leave the door to the room as well as the door to the machine open don't let but your curiosity don't get touch the best anything exactly investigative reporter please don't investigate mm-hmm. anything yes well fucking jimmy <laughs> goes right into that machine and his elbow bumps into the He's thing an idiot and uh Unfortunately, it makes the top of a volcano blow off because the secret lab is located in the middle of a volcano. Tipton Mountain. Mount Tipton. Mount Tipton, sorry. Uh-huh. That's all right. No, it's just important that you get the name right because what will happen later on. Right, right, right. Um, luckily, the machine protects Jimmy, although it's destroyed, where he emerges upon an earth with uh, trees where the branches all dip to the ground. Mm. Sort of like celery trees, if the celery lost Except all of its water. Like the celery that we buy and then use one stalk of, and then it's in the refrigerator for four well, weeks. Yeah, it's a shame that we don't think about these things when we bring home celery. Like, how could we really use all the celery right away you know, within a few days? Well, in the movie Christmas in Connecticut from 1941, starring Miss Barbara Stanwyck, mm-hmm. one of the items on the menu of her Christmas dinner is... On the what? The menu mm-hmm. is a celery souffle. Oh. Which I made once, and it's delicious. What is it? It's like a... It's almost like a celery pudding. Oh. It's like... It's got bread and cheese and celery in it. Mm. Um, so maybe for Tell Christmas... Tell me something I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> celery. 
But you know, easy cheese is really good on celery. <laughs> yes, and peanut butter. And peanut butter. And you know celery has negative calories. Because it burns, it burns more, calories more calories to, to digest. To digest to di- blah, 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 blah. It burn, takes more calories to digest it than, yes. it does, than it actually gives to your body. Correct. Yes. Actually, I don't know if that's true or not. That's what Probably they used to always say. Tale. Um, and there was a diet in the 70s where you made like celery soup or something. You had to eat like 16 bowls a day. And then you could have one bite of something, like a cracker. Oh my God. And then your celery soup. No cabbage. Cabbage soup. Yes. Hello, farts. <laughs> so, anyway, um, who is this fighting a bull? Well, it looks just like Perry White, editor of the Daily Planet newspaper. Dressed in a bullfighting costume. Right. Maybe on this other earth, Jimmy assumes, <laughs> bullfighting is legal in the United <laughs> States. Now, Rob. What? I know you didn't bring notes to this session, but there's a lot of just bullshit that is thrown into the story under the guise of maybe on this earth, blah, blah, blah. Right. Maybe on this earth, oranges are pink. (laughs) So what does that have to do with me bringing notes? No, it's just something I assumed you would make a note about. Like maybe on this earth, like, first of all, who, why are they, who came up with the bullfighting angle? Like, Perry White could have been a miner or an oil man or... Wait, a... He could have been trying to rope a horse. Right. You know, and because... Like be... Cowboy Perry White. Cowboy, White's. yeah, yeah. Why did he have to be a matador? A well, Spanish matador. I just thought of something. What? Because there's probably a story within the 1960s called Cowboy Perry White, where Perry White goes undercover to a dude ranch <laughs> and becomes a cowboy. Say, I just saw a big bolt of lightning. I was just—I keep glancing out of the side um, uh, because I'm—I'm I'm afraid there's a big storm coming in. Ooh. Well, I have a secret for you. Hmm. It's been thundering for 16 hours, and we've had not one drop of rain. Oh my goodness! Anyway, enjoy oh. the thunder, everyone. Um, I probably should should take the the patio umbrella. And... I already done. Oh, okay. I already thought of that. Thank you. Okay, so Jimmy attacks. So Jimmy, but Perry White falls down. Yep. Is attacked by the bull. Jimmy, um, unfortunately, uh, he doesn't realize that he has super speed. He runs toward the bull, and the bull hits him, and Jimmy snaps off the bull's horn. My thought is it would probably really hurt to have that done. Well, maybe on our earth, but on this other earth, bulls don't have nerve endings in their <laughs> horns. <laughs> Well, actually, they don't either. But but that close to the base of the horn would probably have nerves in it. Well, sure, on this earth. On this. But earth. on this other earth, perhaps bulls are not even living creatures. That's why bullfighting is legal in the United States because they're an inanimate. They're they're animate, but not li- non living creatures. Um. So remind... so Barry, Perry White falls in love with Jimmy as his son. It's very paternal. Yes. Yes. Um, remind me to show you the origin story of the Barry Allen Flash. Because there's a great sequence where he realizes he has super speed. He starts trying to chase a taxi. Mm-hmm. And it's like this panel. He just starts running. And then all of a sudden he's at super speed. And he passes the taxi. Oh. It's a lot more artfully done than this one panel, though. This is awful. So afterward, Matador <laughs> Perry White. Here's Jimmy's tale about how he came from a alternate earth and he's trapped here and he has superpowers Mm -hmm. perry 
admonishes Jimmy that he must use his superpowers for good. So Jimmy practices by using his heat vision to burn Perry's initials into his, into front, his door. front door. Good thing he didn't catch the house on fire. I think if Perry really wanted his initials in his front door, he might have done that himself, right? right. Yeah. Um, he also hammers a horseshoe into his Perry's horse. So I was fists. thinking about that with his fists. Uh, if I was a horse and I was having a horseshoe hammered into my hoof with a fist, it's possible that my foot might be broken. My hoof. Well, I mean, Jimmy's, I know Jimmy's new to superpowers, but he probably tempers his strength... <laughs> To just the right amount, so that he's not going to break the horse's hoof. One would think that if one didn't know what was coming up on the next page with the statues. He doesn't really know his strength. Oh, okay. The, well, see, when I saw that with the horse, I thought, oh, that poor horse. Well, now you're projecting, because we haven't seen the second I'm page proje- yet. projecting. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, he uh, bails hay at super speed. Yes. But that's stupid. Nobody wants to do that. Catch it on fire if you go too fast. Um, friction. Perry and Jimmy go fishing, uh-huh. where Perry declares his love for Jimmy as a son. Of course. If I had a son, I'd want him to be just like you. <laughs> and then Perry dies. And then Perry dies of a heart attack. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Um, there's no doctor there, but Jimmy's there, and Perry has the sense of mind to... Write him a letter of introduction. Right. Not He doesn't alter his will, but mm. he does have a letter of introduction to his nephew... Clark Kent. What? Uh huh. Tours custodian. <laughs> Clark Kent, who Fair. on this world is the tours custodian of the World's Fair. So, what's that like? Director of operations. Um. Yeah, it would probably be like a, like a low-paying, yeah, nonprofit, yeah, um, ops director job. Well, this is a World's Fair. It's for profit. Well, agree to disagree. <laughs> um. So Jimmy heads off to the Metropolis World's Fair, which is closed at night, but his letter of introduction got him into the front gate. What was it? Was it prehensile that it did it jump out of the envelope and open the gate for him? Listen, my father famously took his summer vacation to act, act as a gates supervisor at the Ohio State Fair. I know that. He used to ride around in a golf cart. Uh-huh. Nobody's getting in that fair at night. I could tell you that. No matter what kind of letter they have. They can have a badge. Yeah. Your father really did take his vacation time to work at the fair. Oh, yeah. Wow. Which means that the family never got to go on a vacation. Our vacation in the summer Well, by the time you came around, your family was done with vacations. Right. I was a quote-unquote miracle baby. And uh, so, yeah, my summer vacation was going to the Ohio State Fair and riding around in a golf cart with my father. Which was kind of awesome because he didn't like to go to the regular fair. He liked to just go around and talk to all the carnies and the cattlemen and whatnot. Oh, I bet you enjoyed that. Well. And you saw lots of concerts. At the time, I didn't. No, I saw the concerts because I worked at the grandstand. You did? Yes, for one summer. I had a special vest and everything and I worked. I saw Alabama and the Stray Cats. Amy Grant. Amy Grant. Sandy Patty. Uh, I don't think she was when I was working. I went after okay. and saw her. Um, the Oak Ridge Boys. Ugh. No, they, they were had hot. One then. hit song. 
Well, that was the summer of their hit song. Elvira. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, who else did I see? That's all I remember. Oh. Alabama was good. My singer was... sister worked at the grandstand, and she saw the Osmond brothers, and she actually drove them around. She did? Mm-hmm. Wow. And you know, she was the president of her Osmond brothers fan club in the 70s. <laughs> and, and you know that because you did what? Because I hid in her room for an entire day. I hid under her bed because I knew she was having a meeting of her Osma Brothers fan club, which had two members, and I hid all day in her room under the bed. <laughs> and then when she came in to have her meeting, where they were discussing their favorite Osmond, uh-huh. hers was Jay, um, I passed wind under the bed. <laughs> and that's how I was discovered. <laughs> that's so you. Shut up, and it's not. I was six years old. <laughs> anyway, oh. Jimmy's exploring around the World's Fair where they have uh, Avenue of American Patriots. Mm-hmm. What? Benedict Arnold, second president of the United States. G-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-
and make a costume that's in opposite colors of what actually my own clothes are my, that I'm taking but, the threads from. Exactly. I thought that was really strange. Why? And he's using he's using his own clothing because even though your machine was smashed, your clothes weren't even torn. They must be indestructible too. Well, famously, Superman's costume is indestructible. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why they just... Because the the transfer over to this earth made his clothes. Mm-hmm. So he makes from that, he fashions his outfit. Yeah. Which is a sort of a gray unitard, yeah. right? Yep. Red boots. Yep. Blue gloves. Yep. The uh, red, what are we calling those? Outerwear? Um, bike shorts? Briefs. We'll call them briefs, briefs. Right? And then a blue cape and cowl. And well, you said to mention the cowl later on. So he, in Clark Kent's design, he, Steel Man does not have a cowl. Mm. But so right. Jimmy says this is a great costume, except my red hair and freckles are a dead giveaway. Right. I'd better have a cowl. Okay. So he fashions a cowl and cape. Now this is my question. Why the ears? He makes a cowl. Mm-hmm. He could have just made a cowl with a round head, but he put ears on it like Batman. He could have worn a mask. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know because he doesn't do anything, you know, like Batman does. He doesn't have a, a utility belt, right? Or drive a Batmobile or use gadgets, right? In fact, he does nothing that's uh, referencing a bat at all, except for the ears on his cowl. Mm-hmm. Anyway, nice observation there, Bob. Thank you. So later on, we're uh, in a neat suit. Jimmy is taken to meet Clark's superior at the World's Fair. Who turns out to be Professor Potter. Mm-hmm. Only on this earth, Potter is Clark's boss. And he's just as tough as Perry White is on my world. Mm-hmm. Next, another surprise. He meets the girl who monitors the World's Fair computer. <laughs> they might need a computer at the World's or Fair. Or they have to run payroll somehow. Yeah. Uh, Lucy Lane, who's... Uh, Jimmy's girlfriend on his earth, only she doesn't pay him much attention. No, she goes, hello. Uh, sorry, I have to run. I have a luncheon date with a very special guy. Bye. Um, it's nice to meet you. Um, and by the way, that's where Superman's, uh, that's where uh, Clark Kent's wearing his two-piece suit. I see. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, so off they go on a tour of the World's Fair and suddenly the Luthar League pulling a raid on their anti-gravity discs. He says, you mean Luther? He's here? No, not Luther. Luthar. Luthar. Luthar is not a he, but a gang of hit-and-run bandits. The name Luthar is an acronym, standing for the League Using Terror, Havoc, and Robbery. Now, I work for the military. You don't usually use and And, in the acronym. No, no. But it works in this situation. Maybe on this earth, they commonly use and in acronyms. Perhaps. Anyway, no matter how you spell it, that name means trouble. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy trips <laughs> into a trash chute. Wait, uh, trips, that's in quotes, <laughs> into the trash, the disposal chute. He's just pretending so right. he can turn into Steel Man. Meanwhile, at the Lucy science Lane hall, says, Good grief, that clumsy fool has tripped into the disposal chute. Well, Lucy. Boy, she has eyes. 
So, what are the what are the what what have been the Luthar League doing? Well, they're at the science hall mm-hmm. where they are firing their element guns at the radio telescope model mm-hmm. and turning it into a metallic spider web. Maybe on this to trap, earth to, to trap the, the guards. to trap the police. Yeah. Now, maybe on this earth, uh, unlike on our earth, when you transmogrify something and make it into a completely different shape. Even the, if the transmogrification is temporary, mm-hmm. it's still going to be in that shape. The police are heartened by the fact that they know that these element guns are only temporary. Mm-hmm. We can't, how does it, it's still a spider web. Is it going to change back into the radio telescope model? I have no idea. Does, well, I mean, they don't explain it, right? No. And Superman, uh, what's his name? Steelman. Steelman. Steelman just breaks right through it. Right. Well, he's got superpowers. Um, actually, the Lular League is after the model of uh, the atom, which is for its it electrons, a, it has priceless, priceless gems. gems. It must. It's a model. So, it's yeah, it's, it's right. just a beautiful, very expensive model of an atom with nice gems. And then uh, Steelman goes after them, but they take off on their anti-grav. Um, yeah, they have like anti-gravity discs. I was trying to fly think what, around on. What, those, what the candy um, was that they sold that was just discs. It was powdery, powdery. Like it was. Oh, uh, Necco wafers. Yes, those are horrible. They're the worst candy ever made. Right, that's what these guys are flying around on Necco wafers. But they're all like the, whatever the red flavor of Necco wafer is. Yeah, raspberry garbage. Licorice. Uh, they do. T- they all taste like licorice. They all taste like black licorice. Yeah, licorice. That's actually that's not licorice. Licorice. Well, on okay. this Earth we say licorice, but right. perhaps on Earth X. Okay, so one, finally, part two. We haven't got to part two. Steel Man's fallen into a hole. <laughs> they created a deep hole right under Steel Man, and he falls right in with their guns. Part two. Mm-hmm. Steel Man's last stand. Luckily, Steel Man can fly, so he flies out of the hole and punches out the Luthar League. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mayor of Metropolis declares Steel Man Day in honor of our great fighter for justice. Right. He gets a hero's ticker tape parade throughout the city. Which everyone loves, especially Lucy. See? Oh, yeah. Clark, look at him. Isn't he wonderful? Now Bet she won't break a lunch date with Steel Man, but she would with Jimmy. Well, now that's important because on our Earth, Lucy... Has disdain for Jimmy. She didn't care for him. Uh, I wouldn't say disdain. Indifference. Mm -hmm. Uh, But on this earth, she's all in. Meanwhile, in a secret hideaway, there is an emergency meeting of the Luthar League where the leader of the Luthar League... What? He's the Joker. He's the Joker. He looks just like Batman's old enemy, the Joker. (laughs) Sometime later, (laughs) Jimmy... Here's the distinctive sound of the uh, emergency watch, which he is given to Clark Z Z Z Z. The worried steel man streaks to the aid of his friend. Clark, what's wrong? Wrong? Nothing's wrong. It's just that I want to write a science fiction TV play about a new superhero named Lavaman. <laughs> and I wanted a chunk of lava to put on my desk for inspiration. <laughs> What a dick. That's, uh, yeah. Um, so, 
The Steel Man, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Jimmy, dives into this uh, scalding volcano to get Clark his lava rock. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, would be melted if he's diving into the lava to get Well, it. he could just scoop some up with his hands. Well, you he know, who else? to get it. Right. You know who else could do that? Clark. Because if he's getting a rock to put on his desk, it's going to be cool. Oh, well, he could have pulled a rock off from anywhere. He could Exactly. Yeah, I see. So he brings it. And, uh, he says, some, you know, wait till it cools down before you pick it up. Meanwhile... At the World's Fair Art Pavilion, mm-hmm. the Luthar League strikes again, stealing a genuine Rembrandt portrait of of the great actor Mickey Mantle. I'm <laughs> playing the role of Hamlet. Maybe on this earth, Mickey Mantle and Rembrandt were contemporaries. Oh, one but on thing. our earth, <laughs> they, they did not exist at the they same time. They lived hundreds of years apart. So then there's... Um, so the the men of the Luthar League decide, oh, they see a steel man coming. And yep. what do they do? They fire um, their guns at yep. a metal globe. Yeah. Therefore, making it, turning it into an irresistible um, giant magnet. Yep. Uh, a colossal lodestone, as it's called. And it pulls all of the metallic objects within a great distance toward it. I mean, I don't know how, but... Right. Maybe it's electric. Um, Steel Man thinks he could just pull up the globe and fly off with it, but then parts of the metal structures will be drawn after it. My best hope is to use this huge tire exhibit, which I was glad to see because a page before we saw Jimmy walking past this huge tire. Yes. And I naively thought, they're not going to reference that huge tire. They drew that huge tire there. It's never going to be referenced again. Oh. But it was. You were thinking like I did. I'm so happy. So does does melted rubber over a magnetic object actually shield the object from magnetism? Not on our Earth. Yeah. But on this strange alternate Earth, mm-hmm. yes, rubber blocks magnetism. Because you can... Apparently. You can coat a magnet in rubber and it will still become magnetic. I would think so. No, no I suppose no, if it's... Can. You can? Yes. I mean, it would diminish right. uh, the, its magnetic abilities. It depends on the distance between the source and the mm-hmm. uh, magnet, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm making that up. I don't know. Um, now, the Luthar League is firing their element guns at the space rocket exhibit, making a rocket launch, mm-hmm. which is going to crash into the crowded fairgrounds, unless Steel Man can intercept it in time. Which he does, finding that the rocket is full of rocks. Which, of course, won't hurt Steel Man, yet he feels so weak. Doesn't understand it. Also, Jimmy adopted this cowl to hide his freckles, and you can clearly see his freckles underneath the cowl. Yes. So what's happening? The glowing rocks, and he doesn't know what, you know... uh, Now I know. When the top of Mount Tipton exploded, chunks of it were flung into this dimension, along with the... Uh, Professor Potter's machine. Just as Superman is vulnerable to kryptonite, I'm vulnerable to tiptonite. Nice parallel there nice. for our alternate Earth. Um, Clark Kent happens upon Steel Man mm-hmm. in his hour of distress and says, Don't worry, I will get rid of every last one of these rocks. And uh, 
Jimmy explains that the Tiptonite was hidden inside the space rocket by the Luthar League, but how could they know it would harm me? Right, how would they know? Well, the Luthar League leader must be cleverer than you figured, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, here Thank come- you. And now here comes Lucy. Right. Oh, Steelman, are you all right? If anything happened to you, sob, which I know you love. I do sob. I just die. Lucy doesn't give a fig about Jimmy Olsen, but she's in love with Steelman. Just like on our Earth, Lois Lane loves Superman and doesn't yes. give a fig about Clark Kent. We didn't mention that uh, that Jimmy, as Steelman, had a, a moment of insight when he was called to retrieve that lava for Clark Kent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he says, oh, you know, yeah. Clark used to get so upset, or Superman would get Superman. so upset with me when I would call him for stupid things. Uh-huh. Now I see why he would get so upset with me. Can you get me a glass of water, Superman? <laughs> zee, 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 zee. Hey, what's this? Professor Potter from our Earth has arrived. I have a problem with this. Okay, go on. Because he said, um, he says, Jimmy, at last... Luckily, I keep a dimension computer in a cavern inside Mount Tipton so the vibrations can't jar its delicate mechanism. Its calculations told me into what dimension you had gone. Okay, I'm fine with that. Uh-huh. This one I'm not okay with. Then, I built a new dimension traveler to bring me here. In the day or two. Oh, wait. Oh, he's been there for a while. Yeah, I had a question oh, about that at the beginning. Because, because, because he, got, he got to know Perry White. Right. And he went to... Uh, I guess Metropolis or wherever the fair is. Uh-huh. Wherever the, okay. I was thinking it was a couple of days. He might have had time to build a new machine. Well, when I first read this, I was thinking, with the Perry White stuff, I was thinking, well, he must have just been here for months and months with living with Perry White. But then it said, suddenly, of day of disaster, and Perry White had a heart attack and died. So I didn't know if that was saying, you know, this all happened in the span of a day. But oh, no. no, I imagine that, that that he probably spent a week or two with Perry White. Or you know what? Years. Oh, who knows? Would you just Thanks writers. Would you just take a a young man into your home and like immediately adopt him and say you're just like the son I never had? No. And then die the next day? Well, maybe maybe you know after a couple of months you right. they might grow close, but you know, I'm not well, that's how they get you, Rob. These young drifters. Well, if the young drifter happens to, if I'm getting, you know, if I'm reliving my old glory days as a matador and I'm out in the street and a bull comes toward me and I trip and fall and he runs at super speed and breaks the horn off the, off the, uh, off the bull and wrestles it to the ground, I think I might take a few moments to talk to him and thank him. I forgot one more astounding difference of this earth. What? On this earth, matadors use blue capes, not red. <laughs> By the way, have you noticed that there are normal trees in the background right now of the drawing? No more <gasps> wilted celery trees? Shut up. Yes. I suppose he just forgot about that. Who? Jimmy? The artist. Oh, well. Um, Professor Potter is astounded that Jimmy doesn't want to go back to his own world. Are you kidding? In this world, I'm a Superman and Lucy's mad about me? Mm-hmm. No siree. I've got a great setup here and I'm staying. Suddenly, Jimmy's super hearing picks up a familiar sound. The signal watch. Again, uh, sorry, Professor. Clark needs my help. 
I'll be waiting. Perhaps you'll change your mind about not wanting to return home. That's exactly what I thought Professor Potter would sound like. Oh, thank you. Uh, Here Steel we Man, go. Jimmy as Steel Man, mm-hmm. flies to the source of the signal watch, and what does he find? The Joker. But how? Joker? I never heard of him, the Joker says. Mm. As a precaution against my real identity being known to anyone, I wear a clown mask. Just as my job and story writing hobby are a mask for my true occupation, leader of the Luthar League, it's Clark Kent. Now, do you think he took off that clown mask and underneath were his glasses? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's what happened. Um, He also took off that clown mask and immediately gained 20 pounds in his face. Uh Because the Joker, as you know, is thin and gaunt. But Clark Kent is, well, he's somewhat muscular because he's secretly Superman. Yeah, yeah. Now, did this Earth's Superman not come from Krypton and just happens to look exactly like Clark Kent? We don't need to. We don't know. We're on Earth X. We don't know. We're on actually on Earth X1. Yeah, Earth X parenthesis 1. 1. Close parenthesis. Um, (laughs) So Clark Kent now, bereft of his Joker mask, but still in the Joker uh, purple tuxedo, Yes. So now he has a three-piece suit. Indeed, he does. It's a morning coat, actually, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so Clark Kent envelops Steel Man in a strange force beam, which is draining him of his superpowers and transferring them to Clark Kent. You'll never get a chance to use this machine against me, Steel Man, because I'm destroying it with my own superpowers, which I've stolen from you, and now I'm going to make myself king of the world. I like how he's looking over his shoulder at Steel Man. Yep. And smashing with the smash, 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 smash. Clark Kent smash. So Clark Kent flies off, throwing his signal watch at Jimmy and says, Here, you can use your signal watch, but I doubt I'll answer it. Ha <laughs> ha. Jimmy, of course, realizes that now the entire world will be under the control, control of this evil man. Of evil Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Uh, who begins his reign of terror at City Hall. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming this is still Metropolis. Um, I'm taking over this world. I'm going to run it my way. I have what were once Steel Man's superpowers, and nothing can harm me, not even your pistols, police, which are firing right at me, and the ricochet is going to bounce off into the crowd and kill someone. <laughs> but suddenly, Jimmy walks up yep. with, with what appears to be a bullet, a giant bullet shell a in his hand. A giant bullet. Perhaps you're only wearing a bulletproof vest. It's, it's Steel Man. But, but he's, he's unmasked. unmasked. So, so that's what he looks like. And we're doing good crowd noise. We are. Um, Jimmy hands this giant bullet-shaped tube. I guess that's a bullet you might fire out of a tank or something. Or or an artillery gun. My grandmother had lipsticks in her purse that looked a lot like that. Mm. Only they usually had little tiny mirrors attached to the side. Really? Yes. Oh, they were fantastic. Mm. You never had those? I mean, a woman in your family never had those. I just remember my mother, like, once in a while I'd look at her and I'd go, Mom, you have lipstick on your teeth. <laughs> she smoked, so she always had lipstick on her teeth because the cigarettes would pull the lipstick. Oh. You know, and... Well, that's why you got to do the Kleenex blot when you apply your lipstick. Oh, it's a blot, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I've also seen girls stick their fingers in their mouth and pull it out. Like that seems to. I don't understand that. I don't either. Um, So Jimmy hands this tube. Tube. To Clark. Clark says, well, that can't contain any tip tonight because I destroyed every last chunk. So since nothing else can harm me, I'll call your bluff. Why do you suppose... Now let's pause for a second. Yeah. So Clark Kent was the Joker, and he thus heads L- the Luthar League. The Luthar League, yep. Why did he fill that rocket full of tiptonite, and knowing it was going to hurt the Steel Man? Right. And then get rid of the tiptonite? Why? So that no one... No, I think he got rid of the tiptonite before he stole the superpowers. Yes, so that no one could use the tip tonight against him because the superpowers was, transfer would also transfer the weakness. So was he hoping to I mean was he hoping that that by firing that rocket that the tip tonight would kill Jimmy Olsen? Because he he came to to Steel Man at Jimmy Olsen as Steel Man and took the tip tonight away. He rescued him. He could have just walked away. He could have even not shown up. Right. If no. you really wanted to kill him, do you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. So, like, you know, so the Steel Man, so the rocket fires. Steel yep. Man rescues the town from the rocket, right? Yep. It, it explodes. There's yep. tip tonight everywhere. Yep. Steel Man falls weak, falls down. And then Clark Kent, the evil Clark Kent, right. takes the tip tonight away. Why? Why did he even do the whole thing in the first place? Why did he even show up? Oh, I see what you're saying. Do you know saying. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Why didn't he just let? Why didn't he just fire the rocket, knowing that Steel Man would save the, the town, and let the Tiptonite kill him? Story over. Well, no, Jimmy had to be alive so that he could steal his powers. But then why do that thing in the first place? Because he didn't weaken them, and he didn't weaken him, and then take him to a laboratory and steal his powers. He tricked him into stealing his powers because there's. Uh three more pages of the story and they had to fill it up yeah that's it Uh (laughs) Uh, I I don't have an answer for you anyway Clark how many more issues do we have 400 or more issues of this to go at least yeah it's fine we can condense the romance comics down save some those are my favorite uh, so Clark crushes the bullet thing, which is filled with gas, which weakens Clark, and now Jimmy can punch him out with his normal human strength. Jimmy looks pretty strong here. Well, he's Mr. Action. And he's a redhead. You know how they are. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Lucy who helped me defeat you, Jimmy mm-hmm. explains how? to Clark, who's now in jail. I went to her, explained the problem, and she fed certain factors into her computer, which came up with the formula for the gas that defeated you. Hidden figures. Am I right? That's essentially the plot. Yes. Yes. Except Lucy's white. Yes. So she uh, knows she had her own bathroom with an easy reach. Bah! Clark says. Um, Jimmy realizes that he must go back to his own world because he's not, he doesn't have superpowers anymore. So he's he's not going to be famous. Normal slob. Um, not without first kissing Lucy. Not without first kissing Lucy, who's sobbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, Jimmy, sob. <laughs> I know. And they kiss. Oh, Jimmy. Afterward, there's still another farewell. Goodbye. The whole town's turned out. Yeah. We'll never forget you. 
And I'll always remember that for a little while, I was Steel Man. As the Dimension Traveler heads homeward, by the way, Jimmy, just what was that gas? No, that's Professor Potter. Do your Professor Potter voice. I've forgotten it. By the way, no, old man. By the way, Jimmy, that's it. Uh, just what was the gas which defeated the world? That world's Clark Kent. Earth's atmosphere contains only slight traces of it, but Clark got a concentrated dose. Ironically enough, it had the same name as the planet Superman came from. It was Krypton gas. Even more ironically, Krypton is a Greek word meaning the hidden one. And what could be more hidden than Superman's other identity? Clark Kent. Gosh, the Greek language has given us so many words. Of course, Jimmy doesn't know that Clark is Superman. Oh. But he should, because uh, unless he's an idiot, because Clark and Superman look exactly alike. Right. You know, I've talked about this often, but that's my secret wish, is that someone had just written a story where Clark divulges his identity to Lois. Yeah. And she says, yeah. uh, We've known all along, you idiot. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's the issue. That is the issue. What did you think of it? Well, I'm a sucker for these alternate Earth types of stories, so... I liked it except for the uh, Tip Tonight uh, stunt. Because it wasn't linked to anything else. There was no reason for it except to have sort of misadventures. uh, Just page fillers. I mean, uh, there uh, is one, two, three, four, five... Five panels dedicated to it, which is essentially a page. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they gotta fill up the space somehow. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have, want to have a page of Lucy Lane sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess in this alternate universe, Kathy, Kathy Geiswhite, is that her name? <laughs> could could just come, she could fill up the entire page just talking about Ack. dieting, dieting, and Lucy bathing suits. Lucy trying on a bathing suit. <laughs> Um, you can find us on social media at Go Go Check Pod. You can rate and review us at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your free podcast downloads from. And you can find us back here next week. We're coming up on episode 100. Yeah, we are. Yeah. 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 I'm very excited. So what episode are we on right now? Uh, this is 97. Wow, we are coming up on that soon. I know. I've never stuck with anything this long in my whole life except my marriage. Right. Um, that's all. Anything to add? No, I hope you all are doing well, and it's um, we're. I'm just delighted to be going through the summer now, and it's a different time. It is a different I'll time, say. but we are trying to find joy and and gratitude and moments of uh, of of levity among this time. And all of hopefully which you can find is, here next week. I was going to say, hopefully, this is one of those moments. All right, yeah. bye. Bye. bye.